Let's Talk HR is a place for HR professionals, business owners, and employees to come together and share experiences, talk about what's working and what's not, how we can improve best practices so that companies can better attract, train, and retain all generations of workers. We all know that there has been a huge shift in what people want. Generations are coming together more than ever on what's important. Mental health has been brought to the forefront of everyone's mind. Let's humanize these conversations. Let's talk about how the economy has been impacted and what needs to happen to find a balance. I'm your host, Leanne Lovely. So let's get this conversation started. And remember, if you enjoyed this episode, follow us, like us, and share us. I had an amazing conversation with my guest today prior to um, this re- this episode, and I'm so excited to get this conversation started with her. She takes such an amazing approach to her um, business, her coaching, and so I'm, I'm excited to introduce Dana Williamson. She is a, a business and lifestyle counselor, author, and ministry leader. First starting as an entrepreneur in February of 99 to be a home, to be home for her children creating financial stability Dana changed her business name from CKQ Gifts to BAD Blessed Anointed and Destined For many of her first years as an entrepreneur Dana struggled to find her footing she was and is excellent at crafting and designing but helping people was and is her passion. As a faith-filled entrepreneur, she stepped back, spoke to God, and thus found her footing in what he wanted, hence the name change in 2015. As a business and lifestyle counselor, Miss Williamson brings to the table her experience in business and how her life cultivated many changes. In the 23 years she's been an entrepreneur, she also has been a student. Dana shares with her clients how to get through the issues of life by getting over people and applying the right concept for continued growth and success. Under the BAD brand, Dana offers many services to help women find their beauty from ashes. Miss Williamson is a mother of four adult children and a nana to five grandchildren. Dana, it is so awesome to talk with you again and have you on my podcast. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. So um, I am, I'm really excited to talk to you about, you know, really your path. And, you know, why don't you just start out by telling me a little bit about yourself and. Well, um, you know what, let me start this way. I am Dana Williamson as you all know now, (laughs) I am a business and lifestyle counselor for the BAD brand and BAD stands for Blessed, Anointed and Destined. It is a limited liability company um, where I help women of faith who are in business, you know, been in business a couple of years. I help them find themselves past the fork in the road that they're in. So I help them figure out why they're stuck. And one of the most, I think I bring to the table in order to help women in their business is the fact that I probably have been where they are and it helps to have someone that can really give you that be transparent and be that friend 
to pull you out of a stump. So that's that's what I do for uh, the bad brand. I'm commonly referred to as bad coach Dana or the original bad queen of the round table. <laughs> I love that. That's so great. And I, I think what I think the first time that we really met, you had a shirt that said B-A-D, bad queen. I think it said queen, didn't it? Did it say bad queen or said bad something? I'm And I so, loved it. I just absolutely yeah. love it. I mean, it's great. You wear your brand. Yes, ma'am. I sure do. I sure do. Yeah. I think I wear my brand on my sleeve. <laughs> so <to speak. laughs> That's great. That's awesome. So you are you are a business lifestyle coach um, and you have a style all your own, which I absolutely love. So, you know, tell me a little bit more about that. You know, how did you come to, you know, make your way into into becoming a, a lifestyle coach and yeah, tell me a little bit about your journey to that. Um, well, Leanne, you know, it was one of the hardest things to accept, one of the hardest things to kind of bite the bullet on. I started in business creating bath and body uh, gift bags or gift baskets and doing networking events. And one thing I learned about myself over the years was I like creating different things for people to buy for gifts, but I loved helping people to establish businesses, to build businesses. And after being in business, trying to um, get the gifts off the ground, I realized I like it, but it wasn't my passion. And I think around 2007, anywhere between 2005 and 2007, I decided, you know what? Coaching is my thing. This is what I want to do. I want to see other people make it. I don't want people to just purchase for me. I want to see other people make it. And so mind you, I went from <laughs> having gifts to planning events, business networking events, weddings, whatever, um, vendor events to just coaching. And that has been my safe haven, my bread and butter. Yet when you speak about, you know, my own style in this, I had to take a step back even in coaching and realize where I was when it came down to my my faith. Now I don't I don't want to offend anyone in your audience or whatnot, but it's it's my faith that has been really strong in building the bad brand and realizing where I am as a coach. This is why I say to people, I'm a business and lifestyle counselor, commonly referred to as bad coach Dana, because eventually I do start coaching on on a level where everyone kind of understands, oh yeah. This is what she does. She, she coaches this. She counsels us to get us right. But then she coaches us to keep going down that right path. So, yeah, I think the foundation is my faith. But when I started, <laughs> it didn't look anything like coaching. But that's my passion. I love helping women. Well, and, and don't say, you know, I don't want to offend anybody in my audience. By all means, the audience that I have, I think that they know I'm very much about, you know, inclusion, whether that be, you know, hey, I'm, I'm out there. I talk about my bipolar disorder. I talk about the acceptance of, of everybody. Um, and that includes people who have different okay. faiths. So if that is a huge part of who you are, and it clearly is, because you are also an author and a minister, an owner, um, you know, you've had other companies, you know, tell me more about, you know, that. And obviously, you know, your faith 
plays such a huge role in your life. So that is something that absolutely I open the door for you to talk about how that has impacted your life because the reason that we all do what we do is because there's a driver behind it. And those are the things that are, are truly passionate, you know, or what drives me to do what I do, which is to have this podcast, to allow everybody to have their own voice in the things that they're passionate about. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, when I originally started um, the gifts business, which was called CKQ Gifts. If anyone knows me, I I, I love acronyms. So <laughs> nonetheless, when I started the gifts business, um, the first few years in, I reestablished my faith in the Lord. And I said, you know, I started this because I wanted to make money and be available for my children. I said, but I realized that there's something in me that has to make sure I give back to God. And so I went into prayer about it and I attempted to change my tagline saying, this is the gifts business because God has given me gifts. And so I'm giving this back in, in a form, you know, for him to other people. And I think that was another one of the main reasons why I went into coaching because it wasn't enough. It wasn't who I really was, you know, creating a, a gift basket or something was something that someone could buy for a certain event, but really touching someone every day and what they're trying to build every day was, was really where I was at. And so when I realized that there was a part of me that was holding me back in the coaching had me reestablishing everything. So, so if I could really give you an, another basis, CKQ LLC, CKQ Gifts became CKQ LLC. And that wasn't enough. That wasn't what I was being pulled to. CKQ LLC then was renamed in 2015 to BAD, Blessed, Anointed, and Destined. And it was in that entire process from 2007 to 2015 that showed me, you know, here's all of you. Here's the experiences you've had as a child. Here's the experiences you've had as a teenager, a young adult, someone walking into ministry who doesn't really want to walk into ministry. You know, really, I ran from it. Who can bring all of that to the table for women entrepreneurs? Um, my, my market are women entrepreneurs of faith, but it's, it, it doesn't stop there. It, it's uh, just like you. I am inclusive. Anyone who needs me, I'm going to be available for you. You just, I just have this faith base, this uh, faith foundation. And, you know, I think the hardest part in that whole transition was realizing that I had so much to bring to the table. I could counsel or coach a person in business because I, I did reject myself. I did not have that self-esteem, that high self-esteem at that time. I just knew I was supposed to be doing something, answering, you know, the, my calling, but I was still running from it. And so even at this point, as we're talking today, there have been so many learning components as to what helps me to help another. It's not, it's, it's, it's not, I don't care what anyone says, stepping out on faith or not, to 
build a business, to be in a career that you know you want to be in is not an easy thing. And even if you've been in it three to five years now, it's still not easy because times change. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, yeah. and, and lifestyles change. And, and we know internet changes every day. So when, <laughs> when I look at what, how I coach, I also look at what I write. Um, you, thank you for mentioning the fact that, yeah, sometimes I forget that I'm an author. <laughs> <laughs> but in that same breath, there's the times where someone just like me who can coach, who can speak, who can do all of those different things in person, there are times where we just can't. And then we write. And those are the times where we probably reach someone without even knowing. If, if you know what, if I can give you an, a testimony or example, so to speak, something that just happened in the past five days, a lady reached out to me on Facebook inbox on a messenger mm -hmm. and said, hey, um, I just read your chapter in blah, blah book. And I, I would love to get some assistance in starting my own podcast. I want to be a speaker and yada, yada, yada. And I read the message like, what? <laughs> I, you read what? And I said, could you show me a picture of the book you're talking about? That was the first question I asked her. It wasn't even, oh, thank you. I'm so glad, blah, blah, blah. Yes, a Coach Dana can help you. I said, uh, no. Could you show me the book you're talking about? I want to make sure she's talking to the right person. And sure enough, it's, it's a book that's called I Am Woman. And I was one of the authors in, in the anthology. Leanne, we wrote this book six years ago. And she contacted me Friday. It, and print never dies. Never dies. Never dies. She said someone had given her the book about three or four years ago. And she finally sat down last week and read it. And my chapter stuck out. So she searched me out. Mm -hmm. And so we're connecting. She's joining my membership and all of that. But I said that to say, to tie in, sometimes we, we don't talk face to face. We don't get on uh, podcasts. We don't record our own vlogs. We don't do those things because sometimes we just take a step back and we just write. And at that point I had wrote this particular chapter and here it is six years later and someone found me. Mm -hmm. And that, that too is a a strong inclination of where your where my faith is because you never know what you participated in years ago will open up doors you just have to trust that one day it will absolutely you know it's funny because i was having a conversation with somebody not too long ago and we were talking about networking and she's like you know i I met with somebody, but I'm not really sure that we'll ever be able to help each other. You know, this person is doing this and this. We don't really align. And I said, you know what? In a year from now, you may all of a sudden align. Or you may go, wow, wait, I remember talking to somebody. I can help that person. You have no idea what impact you put out today could have on somebody a year from now, six years from now. 
especially if it's in writing somewhere, especially if it's in a book. You know how often some people come over to my house and they look at my bookshelf and they're like, oh, this looks like a really good book. Can I can I borrow it? And I'm like, sure. Some of them are, are fiction. Some of them are nonfiction. But, you know, again, I know that a lot of people now read on, you know, Kindles and everything else. But I still have a lot of my favorite books I buy in specifically in print because I go back, especially, especially business books. I go back, mm-hmm. I highlight, you know, areas in those books. Exactly. I, I reread them. I have reread what, Who Moved My Cheese like 8 billion times. I, it's, you know, it's a book about change. It's a book about, and what is constantly happening? Change. It never goes away. Exactly. It, and I, there are times where I have to sit back and go, yep, I'm really pushing against this change. And the more you push against it, the harder it is to accept it. And eventually you have to accept it. It's just one of those things. Anyways, now you said something that really intrigued me. You mentioned, you know, your faith going into the ministry. You, you yes. ran from it. Why yes. did you run from it? Um, because I was not, that was not where my life was at that time. When I, when I had two people and, and I'll, I'll tell you, try to tell you the story in as short a version as I possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> three hours later but I, no. <laughs> right I know right so I I was working for city government and um I was uh the depart- department head okay and my department my supervisor hired somebody in to join my department and a temporary person and at first me and this person were like at each other's throats and blah blah blah, blah. and she said, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why God has me here and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, I need a drink <laughs> dealing with you. And my life was just not, you know, and talking to her, this was in 2004. Cause I had just gotten, I had just recently been married and talking to her over the next few weeks, few months or whatnot, that she was there. We both realized I mean, I knew the Lord, I had a relationship with him, but not a real relationship. We both realized that she was on that on the job to help me. And a lot of spiritually, a lot of things that I would share with her because finally we got, we got past being at each other's throats and um, created a good friendship, realized that there was something about me that I didn't realize was a prophetic person. Um, most most uh, people understand being a prophet from the Bible. You know, there's various prophets mentioned or whatever. And I was just like, I am not a Bible person. I read the Bible, I go to church, but I am not that person. And as soon as she said, explain to me the things that I went through as a teenager, was God preparing me as a prophet? I'm just like, shut up talking to me. I gotta go. <laughs> and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom that. I was a person who went out um, every every other weekend, um, fish fries at the local bar. You know, that was me. And my then husband, you know, when we went places, we bought the bar drinks. That's who we were. Right. So that I for someone to tell me this is who I'm supposed to, I don't I don't agree with that. And <laughs> 
it didn't take much for the ball to start rolling that eventually I started having spiritual interactions with the Lord, like, oh, okay. So you're not gonna let me run from this then. And four years later, I was at a church service and uh, it was, it was a, one of those uh, highly emotional church services. And the minister came to me and said, you have a call to ministry on your life. And I literally smiled and nodded and backed up to leave the church. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't do this. You know, I, this is not, and at that point I had already started changing some things in my life, accepting the prophetic part. I'm not ready to accept being a minister and the understanding that I had. And one day, one day, not too long after that, uh, probably 2009, I just said, I'm no longer going to run. I'm just not. Because I started to get into positions where I had to answer for who I was. And also for who I was, I had to help. And because even as an entrepreneur, even as a person who was in a career with city government, that's all I knew how to do. And basically what we call it in church is being a servant. That's all I knew how to do. Coaching is being a servant, helping somebody build a business, even though I get paid for it. You follow, I, it, it's serving someone to help them in the, in the process that they're in. And I just had to stop running. So I stopped and everything just kind of hit ahead. I started writing more uh, my marriage which you know wasn't supposed to be which I knew many years prior um started to dissolve and my relationship with God started to increase and with that I completely stepped away from the creative side of me you know as far as you know because I'm still doing the gift side of business even though I was coaching I completely stepped away from that and 100% all in on coaching. And it was 2015, 2014, 2015, when the name changed and God had me writing. I wrote my first Christian fiction and I created a teaching off of, even off of that, where I couldn't be Coach Dana. I had to be the business and lifestyle counselor because as, as a person who brings faith to the table, I can counsel them on ways that someone else probably could not, and then dwell into the coaching side of it. So yeah, I ran for, I ran for, you can see about four or five years until I couldn't run anymore. And here I am. <laughs> and and that's, <clears throat> that's an amazing story. And let me ask you something. When you stopped running, didn't it feel totally different? Wasn't it so much less exhausting? No. That is not and the I, answer I was expecting. <laughs> explain. No, and, and, I, and I was just, and I'm, I'm going to explain that because, see, some people think that once you decide to get on the, what people call the right side of the Lord, then you're all good, right? No. <laughs> No, no, you have a responsibility 
um, which means, um, and the Bible talks about carrying a heavy burden, but when you carry that burden, you have help carrying it. Mm -hmm. So it should lessen. It doesn't lessen what you think in your mind. It doesn't lessen what you feel because now you have this whole, I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 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 I'm here to serve. So now you start to see everything that needs your service, if not your service, you to refer to someone else. So it wasn't easier. It was, it was, okay, Lord, I've decided to do this. I need your help because I don't have anyone else. The young lady that was on the job was no longer there. Then I, I, resigned from the city in 2013 so now it's me and Jesus and it was not an easy thing because people did not understand walking a hundred percent with God and if you are a person who depends on you know you want people to understand and support you and pat you on the back and blah 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 and they don't no ma'am it was not easy it was not it got better and even still today as things change in my life spiritually and as an entrepreneur no, ma'am. <laughs> right. it, it's it's still it's still something. Um, I continue to walk. I walk with less hesitancy. Right. But I continue to walk forward. That's very interesting. You know, and and I suppose um, sometimes decisions. The reason we are so hesitant to make decisions is because we know that once we've made that decision full on, the work doesn't stop. It's now exactly. have, and now we have to put forth all of that effort and all of that work. Um, for me, I, I ran from, you know, myself for so long and accepting the idea that I had bipolar and, and accepting the idea that people would find out. For me, that was hiding something. For you, it was accepting something. So it was, it's a total different, it's a total difference. For me, when I finally accepted that people, you know, I, if I announced it, people were either going to like me or they're not. It was out of my control for this completely within your control. But now you had to put forth the effort. So, well, that's, it's, that's... You know if I can add to that, you know, when you go into a career, um, when you change careers and you know, this is something you want to be in for the long run, you go through a training. Mm-hmm. You have to accept, for instance, I left restaurant bar supply in order to work for city government. Those are, were two different, way different, you know. <laughs> right. And, you know, I had, I knew it was good for me financially, but I had to go through a training. I had to, and I'm, and you know, I was thinking I left, I took a pay cut to come here. Only to be blessed six months later, but nonetheless, um, that was 2001. And then in 2004, and then, you know, okay, so you get the story on that. But nonetheless, when you change careers, you go through this whole transition. It was the same thing for me to decide that, okay, let me walk in this ministry or walk in the fact that I'm supposed to minister and this, this is me. It's, it's, it's comparable to having a job. You know, you make, you make that transition. Um, considering like what you're saying about having bipolar and, and people finding it out, it, it is people, people found out I left this job and took a pay cut to go here 
<laughs> financially it'll it'll work out when you when you when people look at you and they know you just as Leanne but then they find out okay well Leanne also um lives with having bipolarism it's is it something you, you have that fear that people are going to look at you differently right because because you have this this now they know about this thing that you've actually been living with and it, and then it comes down to I don't care mm-hmm. <laughs> right I you, would you know I hope and, and you know what I, and if somebody does hey I I don't I don't need them in my life right exactly and and exactly. the same goes for you when when they when you talk about your fate you know because again I go back to you know apologizing for something that you are something that you love you should never ever have to do that um and I'm a true believer in that doesn't matter who you are or what you are as long as you are doing or trying your absolute best now there's always exceptions to the rules because I know that somebody out there is thinking well what if there's always exceptions to the rules um right the point right. is that you're you know you're on a righteous path in some way or another and you're trying to you know basically do to others what you would have them do to you it basically comes down to um amen right i you know i couldn't walk into a room and be like hey guys i just want everybody to know i'm a murderer i'm sure that people would be like oh yeah we'll accept you for who you are well no that's not how it works um just want to put that out there that's I'm not saying that I'm accepting of this <laughs> right, <laughs> right okay <laughs> that is not a standard you know personality trait that is acceptable to me anyways but no matter who you are and you know what you are I, I truly believe that people should be accepting um because there are such a variety of individuals out there that that just need to be heard, want to be understood. And, and I love the, I love the energy that you have. I love the energy that you bring to a room. And again, I go back to the first time that you and I really said, I think we had seen each other one time and then we saw each other again. And I just remember that I heard you speak and I'm like, I have to know her. Um, and you, and then we sat down and we talked and, and I probably could have talked to you for, you know, many hours. Um, because you just, you truly do. You bring an energy that um, make people, oh, it makes people want to be around you, which makes sense to one, why you got a calling to, you know, from God, why um, you're successful at being a, you know, a, a counselor, a coach. And it's um, why somebody would want to reach out to you for, mm-hmm. you know, for that type of service. Um, totally understand. What I'm really interested is, you know, now you authored a book and, and we you said about six years ago you had had a, um, what, a, tell me, I'm not, I'm not going to answer this. Tell me a little bit more about the book that you, that you had authored. Okay. So I, I personally have authored, um, almost 50 books and okay. that would be, um, print and eBooks. That's right. You, you actually have a business. That is correct. Yes. I actually have a publishing company that I don't, um, because of how we just talked about how right. things change quickly. Yep. I have a publishing company that I, I have clients in right now. We're not accepting any new ones as of yet, but yes, I have a publishing company. I started that to kind of answer your question. Cause I think I know what you're getting to. 
I started that in 2012, another urgence, um, you know, from the Lord to do to help others. And what I can say about the particular book that I just mentioned where the young lady found me, I was asked to join, it's 20 women who wrote a chapter on, um, on being a woman, you know, in, in that time. And I say that time as if it's a whole decade ago, but it's not, you know, it was only six years. But at that time, you know, things were, were very different. We were going into a new election year. Mm-hmm. We were, uh, we had just, I think Obama had been in office two, two terms. Things were different for us. We were changing, but we had to look at it from an individual perspective, not as a, an entire nation perspective and so one of the things that was you know really kind of important to me was making sure that I said my piece in my piece how I knew it um and you know I have to tell you that the head of that anthology we went back and forth a little bit because she didn't like how this was worded or she didn't like how that was worded. And I said, look, I'll step away because one thing I do as a publisher and as a writer is I write from whatever is within. And once once the spirit says I'm done, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I try not to change any of my clients' wording. So when I try to ask people not to do the same thing for me, because once you make it what you want, it becomes not my story. Right. Once we we got that part out, she was like, you know what? You're right. And so this chapter that I wrote that this young lady found me, I, I feel, you know, I, after talking to her, I had to humbly sit down and say, Lord, I thank you because I had to argue the fact that this had to be my story. Mm-hmm. This one chapter, thousand, two thousand words, I don't know. It had to be my story. Otherwise, it was not going to, I, I would I would totally bow out. Right. And, um, you know, as, as a writer, as a writer, what I tell people, it, let me say this as a publisher, what I tell potential clients, if you're looking for a bestseller, I am not your company. Yeah. I am looking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because if you're writing to get your piece out to the masses, then let's get it out to the masses. The masses for you might be one or 100. You have to be okay with one or 100. Right. Because if you're looking to sell more books, you could, you, I don't even think people understand what bestseller means. It doesn't mean that it's the greatest. It means that for however many numbers you sold, you became a bestseller. Mm-hmm. If you want to reach the masses with the meat, then I'm your girl. But that's, that's where I am. You know what? Even in writing, even in the career choices that I've had, and even in being bad coach Dana, it is the reality of being the individual, right? not being what everybody wants you to be. Right. And that's what authenticity is. It's, it's digging in and saying, I am who I am. I'm not going to be told who you want me to be and then be that. And that's absolutely why I love you. That's absolutely why you and I, um, you know, hit it off because 
you walked into the room with your own personal swagger and I totally loved it. And that are the, that's the kind of people that I like to talk to on this podcast. It's because of the, your authenticity. So we are coming to, so I have, um, we're coming to time. I have one more question for you. The question okay. of the season, if you could pin and, and you know, we've covered so much ground, so I'm going to be interested to hear what you have to say on this one. But if, if you could pinpoint a time period in your career that made a huge difference in your life or your career path, when would that be and why? Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. It would be May 15th, 2021. And I'll tell you what happened. That's so, so specific. (laughs) I'll tell you what, it's specific because it, it kind of ties in how we even originally met. If this hadn't happened, you and I would have never met. Okay. So in May of 2021, I went to uh, Cigar Week in Houston. And I went just to go. I needed to travel. I needed to get out. I needed to do the things that I knew I needed to do as an entrepreneur. Not just, just to have fun, but as an entrepreneur. So I went to learn as well as I went to grow, you know, as, as my circle of friends, let's just say that. And on the last day, I met a lady who I would like to pin as even a social media influencer. I met her, we vibed very well. Um, and when I say we vibed very well, she pulled out that I was a minister or a spiritual person without me having to tell her. Um, she actually ministered to me within the first hour of us meeting. We're at Cigar Week. She smokes cigars. Now I do. I do not because, but because I was interested in the lifestyle. Nonetheless, that's a whole nother podcast. Nonetheless, when I left there, she contacted me and she became my coach. And I got to learn more about the culture, more about who I was and who I was still holding back from as far as an entrepreneur, as far as Coach Dana. Over the month's time, I started to acclimate myself in the lifestyle, looking at the different things, finding out what's going on in my own city in regards to that. And I I met a, I met a few great people, but I met two great people who introduced me to two great, two other great people. Um, one of the introductions was at the event that you and I met at. Um, the gentleman that had that e- event basically introduced us, yep. and um, it was a cigar networking event, cigars and everything. And as a minister. That has that I've been I've gotten a lot of backlash on that. Okay, that's all. <laughs> but because that's supposed to be taboo or whatever, whatever I don't even know. But I had another minister tell me, give me a scripture to give people, and I'm just like, I never thought of that. Nonetheless, if I hadn't been introduced to the lifestyle, if I hadn't gotten into my own prayer closet and had my own conversation with the Lord about this if I hadn't allowed myself to be open to possibilities, I wouldn't have realized that everything that I've talked 
talked about as far as being back coach Dana or the original back queen of the round table was being held back because I was holding myself back from all of the possibilities that were out there that were outside of traditional church that was outside of um places that I don't I don't go to clubs or anything like that you follow me it yep people people feel as if in order to be in the lifestyle you have to be in this lifestyle this this whole going out partying and all of that and it isn't that and I had to have my own conversation with God to realize that and I had to be open to whatever the possibilities are Leanne can I tell you I've ministered more in the past year well no in the past eight months to people whether at a cigar lounge or at a cigar event than I did prior to that. And that really changed me in, in understanding what I hold. From time to time, people will see on social media, especially they ask, ask women, you know, what do you bring to the table? And I realized in the past eight months, baby, I don't bring anything to the table. I build the table. You know, that's awesome. And, and here's, here's, you know, people automatically assume, you know, that, and before I say this, first of all, every time I go to a funeral or a wedding and the minister or the, the um, pastor is invited to the party afterwards, he's got a drink in his hands after, you know, in the after party. It's, it's a common thing. Okay. I mean, I, I just recently went to a funeral and the pastor came to the after party and had a couple of drinks. So, you know, that's not taboo. I, uh, at least not in the circles that I've been in. I mean, it's not, there is nothing wrong with now. Do I see them get drunk? No. I mean, that probably would be taboo. But now cigar smoking is, has been long up a pastime that one, Men have always, you know, you always see the typical, you know, cigar smoker is the old guy sitting in a chair somewhere rocking slowly with a, a glass of whiskey, which is now not where, not what you see in a cigar smoker. I've seen a ton of women who will sit back and smoke a cigar and have a glass of whiskey or a beer and, and enjoy it. Now, to your point and what you were saying about you've done more ministry with these people, these individuals that you have met in the last eight months. When you have a relaxed crowd having a conversation with a cigar and a drink in their hand, they are more open to have conversations about a wide variety of topics. They're in their environment. They're open to conversations that you have a captive audience. And you know what? These people are amazing people who want to have these in-depth conversations. They are most likely individuals who are also not necessarily attending church on a regular basis because people shun them because how dare you smoke a cigar and drink a glass of whiskey on a regular basis. This is a perfect audience. And it's forward, exactly. it's forward thinking for a church to say, hey, instead of always making the people come to you, go to the people. That's what the Bible says. Correct. You, 
you know, I, and you and I had this conversation. I am not a wildly religious person. I'm a very spiritual person in nature. I Yes. And and I I do not believe that you need to go to a church in order to, you know, praise your God in order to to be a religious individual. Exactly. I am always willing to have a conversation. Well, not always. Please don't, you know, hit me up in a random place about politics, religion, or, but in the right setting, I'm, I'm, I'm always open to talking about spiritual things as long as it is not with an individual that is a com- completely one-sided and is trying to push their, their beliefs on me. Agenda. Agenda. Yeah, you're right. You're Correct. right. But if you're you right. are, if you're open to having a conversation like that and open to hearing all different sides of it, I love those conversations. So your answer was brilliant. And I applaud you for standing by who you are as a person. Thank you. So this has been an awesome conversation. It has. It has. (laughs) It has been. So I thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. You are so welcome. I Again, I'm so glad to have been here. This has been great. This has been great. If anybody wants to reach out to you to talk to you about, you know, uh, your coaching or anything, how would they go about doing that? Well, I, you know what? I am all over social media for one. I should, probably shouldn't be, <laughs> but I am all over social media. Um, you can always find me as bad. Queen D, um, that's B period, A period, D period, Queen D. Or you can just email me at info at baddanamarie.com. Uh, again, you can find the bad brand on Facebook, on Instagram. Listen, I'm even on TikTok. I am also on LinkedIn as Dana Williamson. And, uh, but otherwise, yeah, you can definitely call me. I'm sorry, email me at info at baddaymarie.com or just find me on social media. I am more willing to talk or introduce you to what I have available with uh, my services. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I've had a wonderful time. Thank you again for listening to Let's Talk HR. I appreciate your time and support. Without you, the audience, this would not be possible. So don't forget that if you enjoyed this episode, to follow us, like us, or share us. Have a wonderful day.